Talking a little tray to the bay, baby. And no, this isn't coming from some kind of he's a closet Niner fan reporting uh, type of angle. This is me being true to breakouts and players that I believe have that monster potential that a lot of people discount and discredit and ignore. Guys like, you know, even Dak and Russell Wilson, especially Patrick Mahomes, when I came out and said those guys were top five to seven quarterback bound. They got ripped apart constantly. What's up, Romez? What's going on, pal? First in the building tonight. We're a little late tonight. I'm not doing this live stream to try and get a grip of live uh, viewers, more so for the replay value, trying to get content up every single day on this Dynasty channel. What's up, Roger? Appreciate you being here, buddy boy. Hit that hit that thumb up button. If both of you could hit that thumb up button, um, as you file in, all of you hit that thumb up button, and let's get on, the, on this Trey Lance topic. Now, I'd love to know what you all think in the chat. Those of you that are up, it's literally uh, 4 a.m. Eastern, so I don't expect a lot of <laughs> a lot of people filing in right now. Um, but on the replay, hit that thumb up button, comment, subscribe if you're new. This Dynasty channel is only going to the top, to the moon. Um, Trey Lance is going to the moon. What's up, Ruthless? Trey Lance is going to the moon. This is not. I'm not a Niner fan. I'm not a Niner fan at all. I, I support the Niners in ways that maybe I don't support some teams because I'm on a Niner show on Instagram because I do the Niners stuff with, with Raj and C-Mac and Vlad. But I'm in no way, shape, or form a Niner fan. I, I was going against those guys in a, in a lot of ways last year, talking up different things, predicting different things. We've been at odds before. It, this is not me talking from a Niner perspective at all. This is the fantasy football analyst, the fantasy football hat that I have on. And I'm telling you right now, this kid is special. I don't want to see, uh, I, I don't want to hear that because he hasn't done it yet, he can't become this player that we're, we're predicting some of us and that I'm predicting him to be. The same thing happened with Patrick Mahomes. We didn't have anything to go on. Yeah, maybe Lance didn't play a lot in college. You can't hold that against him. You can maybe say it makes it more risky to make this kind of call. I accept that. I own that. I'm fine with that. If you think that I'm going to sit here and back off of a bold prediction, a gut call, an analysis call, taking a look at this guy and saying, I see the intangibles. I see the skill set. I see the same things I saw, maybe to a different degree, maybe not fully in Patrick Mahomes, but I saw them in Patrick Mahomes. I said they'd be there. Josh Allen, same thing. And when it comes to elite quarterbacks that stand out like him at a young age and they're surrounded by talent it's going to be one of those things where in in hindsight the writing was on the wall and it was clear as day look if fields was in the situation if if mac jones was in the situation granted they wouldn't become elite quarterbacks but they would be good quarterbacks because the situation is amazing you put a kid like trey lance that can navigate around that can run the football, has got a cannon of an arm, and is surrounded by talent in a very good scheme that's going to be perfect for him. Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. There is no, There are very few quarterbacks, period, in the NFL 
let alone young quarterbacks that are in this man's position walking into 2022. He's literally going to have weaponry all around him. Kittle, a run game that's going to average probably a half a yard more per carry than it did last year. They're probably going to run well over 35 times a game as a, a team. This guy is going to run not necessarily a ton of planned and designed runs. That's not what no, that's what not, not what anybody wants. Nobody wants Trey Lance running the ball all the time, and he doesn't necessarily want that. Trey Lance, there's, it's it's crazy because uh, we're up promoted this live. Love seeing you up this late covering the Lance, Sir Lance a lot. Thank you, Blair. Appreciate that. I don't know. Just I'm in the studio and I'm like, you know what? I need to do a dynasty video. Um, the Dynasty channel is not something I plan. I just kind of wing it because we need to get more and more and more content up. Fields or Lance, I would go Fields from a Dynasty perspective. Jeremy, not even close to me. I, and I appreciate your your angle, and and I, I most certainly am not going to take you take a make you take a lap on this. It's perspective. Nobody knows yet, but Trey Lance is here. Fields is here. Trey Lance is here. Mac Jones is here. Trey Lance is here. Even Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are below him. I think one of the two could definitely climb into like the top seven, top eight quarterbacks in the NFL. Be Stafford good. I think Trey, uh, Trevor Lawrence could become Stafford good. I think Zach Wilson could become Stafford good. Do I think both of them will be? Probably not. Um, or or they rotate or something. There's It's going to be hard to get inside the top eight. The top eight is absolutely packed. With you know Mahomes being the fourth guy probably at this point, Burrow being the third guy, Herbert and Josh Allen, who knows who's going to be better from year to year, and, and Burrow's going to get into that mix too and become the number one quarterback some years. It's going to be like a four-man rotation. Mahomes might develop Justin Ross into a, an elite wide receiver one, or maybe Sky Moore turns into a live wide receiver one, um, a true wide receiver one. Who knows? Like, I'm not going to write off Patrick Mahomes' long-term situation because right now it's a little cloudy. So these four quarterbacks, they're locked in as, as the, the four gunslingers. They're all relatively young. Um, they're all just, you know, in, in the not even at the total peak of their, their prime. They're, like, climbing the mountain still. And then you got a, a bunch of guys like Lamar and Kyler and, and, and uh, you know, Hurts and, and Trey Lance and... Then you got the old guns, you got Brady and Rodgers, and we're on a Dynasty channel right now. This is not my main channel, this is the Dynasty channel. So we're talking about, we're talking about Dynasty value. And after the big four, Trey Lance is absolutely in the conversation. I don't think Fields is. I don't, I would not, Jeremy, to, to put this bluntly, this guy is going to have cups of coffee constantly with the top five quarterbacks in 2022. This guy is going to win fantasy football leagues. At some point, if it's not this year, it will be eventually. This guy's going to take the Niners to a Super Bowl. Whether they whether they win it or not, we'll see. Depends on who they play. It's going to be tough, you know, beating an AFC team year in and year out because the AFC is stacked with those those gunslingers I just mentioned. This guy is a difference maker on a team that's loaded with talent. Maybe Fields could have done some of what Trey's going to do if he was in the situation. But guess what? You can't separate talent from situation. It is what it is. It's cemented in the way that it's cemented in. And you can't play the game. Well, the Fields was over here. Lance was over here. And I'm not saying, Jeremy, you're gonna you're trying to play that game. But where Fields is at right now with the, the surrounding talent that he has, 
and the rebuild that he's currently involved and where Lance is at. Where some people might say it's a rebuild. Some people might reference the offensive line issues. And I'll tell you what Eric Davis, former 49er, um, who comes on our show all the time, him and I are, are in agreement because I've said this and he came on and said it said it independently before I even brought it up. So we're in 100% agreement and we didn't even talk ahead of time and we both agree that Trey Lance's presence and his ability to scramble and his intelligence when he scrambles because all these people saying played at a small school, only played one year, technically speaking, we can't use his college stats and elusiveness and all the the things that we're pulling from that one year in one situation we can't extrapolate that and and say it's going to translate in the nfl yeah we can we've done it before even the small school thing you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna say that randy mosses don't come around and that that's a one-off situation you can't look at why can't you look at that why can't we look at other players that came from small schools and situations like that and say you know what you can't always use that. When when a player passes the eye test, and Trey Lance passes the eye test for me before he landed in San Fran, he was my number one ranked rookie quarterback. And I, I bounced around a little bit with Zach Wilson. I do like Trevor Lawrence. I do think these three quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance, you notice how I'm keeping Mac Jones and Fields out of it. It's not that I don't like Mac Jones and Fields. They're okay. Like Mac Jones could become Kirk Cousins good. Not the same skill set, not the same exact stats, not the same situation. But when you think of a quarterback's, you know, how good is he? What Like the value he has. Mac Jones will be a Kirk Cousins. They can win. They can go to a playoff game. They can win maybe a playoff game. Are they winning Super Bowls with Mac? Maybe because of the defense and Bill Belichick, but it's not going to be one of those Super Bowls where it's like, this quarterback took him to the Super Bowl it's going to be he's an efficient at times obviously you know he's going to be a work in progress but he's a a commander of Bill Belichick's situation Fields is going to be set up differently than Trey he's going to have a longer path to success he's going to have a lot more struggles he doesn't have anywhere near the talent surrounding him the only problem you can you can pinpoint for the Niners walking into 2022 because it's not it's it's a team that's built to win now. But these people that say if Trey even gets a winning record, it'll be a nice, you know, rebuild year. And no, this is let me let me make it very, very clear for everybody watching that doesn't really understand what's about to happen. The the casual coming back into the fantasy scene thinking, okay. You know, I've been out of it for a while, Smitty. I'm just kind of tuning in. And there are a lot of people that have been DMing me saying, let's go football. I'm starting to get into it. It's June, you know, almost July. Let's go. A lot of people get into this stuff around July 1. So it's 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 June 23rd. That This is about the time of year. A lot of people that they've been dormant sleeping in terms of fantasy football information come back and they see, you know, they say something like, is Trey going to start? Like, they have no idea Trey's already the starter. They have no idea that Trey is entrenched in the lineup. Trey is speaking to the media as a leader of the team. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about this anymore. Trey's the leader. Trey gets hurt. Something could happen weird with Shanahan and Jimmy and all that. Sure, whatever. But as it stands right now, a lot of casuals will say things to me like, if it's a winning season... That'll be a win. He's got to learn to read defenses. 
He's going to take Trey some time. He's going to make mistakes. I hate that. He's going to make mistakes, you know, so we got to be prepared. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be prepared for anything. You don't have to be prepared for Shiat because this guy, like so many sophomores before him, Herbert, Burrow, other quarterbacks, Mahomes, you can step in and ball as a sophomore. And if it if it's not clear as day writing on the wall to you that this team is loaded beyond any other situation you can paint for me or reflect upon and say, hey, well, look back to Andrew Luck. Look back to Mahomes. Look back to Herbert and Burrow. This guy, Trey Lance, has as good a situation as any of those quarterbacks I just named and maybe better. Trey Lance is walking into a, a cakewalk of a situation for him. His arm, his ability to run, his insane ability to decide when to tuck and run, and most importantly, and I, I was starting to say what Eric Davis, former Niner, and I say together at the same time, almost in unison, is that when Trey's under center, defense is backing up. Defense is spreading out. You can't contain Trey Lance the same way you would line up and try and contain Jimmy G or any other quarterback that's not mobile. You literally fix a lot of your offense, not a little bit of it, a lot of your offensive line problems the moment this man's under center and not Jimmy G or a not-so-mobile quarterback. The moment Trey Lance is under center, a, a big part of the offensive line concerns go right out the window. And you can pretend that that's not the case Get your popcorn ready and get ready to see how this Niner offensive line works and gels together when they have this man keeping defenses not only backed up but spread out and, and constantly worrying about where he is. That takes a defender away. That makes another player just a little bit more open. It makes guys like Danny Gray, who if he gets on the field, he's going to be open all the time. Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, Debo leading the NFL and yards per catch last year and people still complain about Debo saying he doesn't deserve all the money if he's not going to play wide back because that's part of his value and Debo Samuel can't just gain and earn the value and, and be as valuable as he was if he goes to wide receiver that's a casual that's a casual people saying that Debo can't go back to wide receiver where he was top five or six overall before the change to wideback, which was like week nine or eight or ten. It was deep into the year, past midseason. That's when Debo transitioned to wideback. That's when Debo became the wideback, the slash running back wide receiver role. It wasn't week two. It wasn't week three. He was a top five, we'll call it top five to seven because I don't have the stat in front of me and it's a little different in each fantasy league. He was a top five to seven fantasy football quarterback or wide receiver through that time before he switched over to a, a more wide back role. Number one, even on the year, not just in that time frame, on the year yards per catch. And people have the audacity to act like this guy isn't going to be an elite wide receiver. It's insane. Yeah, and he had, and he had the 1,400 yards. 300 and something rushing. It, it's it's crazy. 1,700 total yards. Like people are, are out of their mind. 
Trey Lance, and, and we had a we had a, my boy, you know, Watley. I'm not Watley knows he's my boy. He's one of my my you know one of the main guys on uh, on the YouTube channel during the daytime that comes on. I love Watley. He's, he's in the voicemail group. He's a, he's amazing follower and subscriber and member of the fantasy football show community. So he knows I'm just poking at him a little bit. But he leaves me a voicemail today on the main show. And he goes, now that, you know, do you think Trey's going to start week one? And I pause it and I rant and rave. And what do you mean? Do we think he's he's the starter? Watley, he's the starter. <laughs> and, and I blast into him a little bit. I don't know if he's in here right now. Um, and he, he knows that he's my boy. I blast into him. And then I continue to play the message. And, and he says... <laughs> <laughs> and he says, now, with the downgrade, what does that mean for Debo? I'm paraphrasing a little bit. What does that mean for Debo with the potential downgrade? And I pause it, and I go on just a terror. I go on a rant. I press the rant the rant buttons. I go on a big rant. I stand up. I can't can't contain myself. I'm just tearing into Watley, just tearing into him, saying, downgrade? What do you mean downgrade? The fact that people think that Debo's going to have less work with Trey Lance under center is asinine. It's casual. It's a casual type of person that says something like that. Or they've just been out of it for a little while, so they're just kind of creeping back into the fantasy space. And, and what's up, Avatar? It, it, it's just crazy. Like, you you asked Debo to do something unorthodox. Hey, Debo, do you mind coming over here for a second? Here, let's, let's have a conversation. Debo, come here. Okay, hey, let's. I know. I know you could pull in about 1,700 yard receiving yards the way that you're you're playing this year. It's week nine, week ten, something like that. We'd like to move you over to wide back, uh, which is going to mean you're going you're going to get the ball at the line of scrimmage. We're going to have you step back behind the quarterback, catch a football. It's going to count as a rushing stat sometimes if you're behind the court. Like you just here, here, take the football, go. We don't trust Jimmy G. Shh, shh. We don't trust Jimmy G. We're going to hand you the ball at the line of scrimmage. Let you take it downfield because Jimmy can only throw, you know, he can only throw a foot long. He can only throw a foot long. We need you, young man, to almost like play every position in, in uh, over here in the side. Maybe you come in the flat. Maybe do some end arounds. We need you, Debo, to take on this role. And what, is, what does everybody do? They look at this man and they say, he's not a wide receiver. You're asking him to play running back, and he kills it. He's also killing every statistic from a wide receiver perspective. Number one in yards per catch in the NFL. Top five to seven fantasy fantasy wide receiver through about, I, I forget what week he took over. I don't have it in front of me. Week nine, ten, somewhere around there. Top five to seven fantasy football wide receiver. He's dropping massive amounts of points all over. And you judge him for it. You say casual things about the fact that he isn't... Thank you, Avatar. He isn't necessarily a, a, a pure wide receiver. It's almost like coming going to someone... It's like if I went to Avatar. And Avatar's just... He's typing up TPS reports in the office. I don't know what Avatar does for a living. Avatar, you don't have to tell us where you work. But if you don't mind sharing maybe the line of work... I can maybe make this story even better. But Avatar's sitting there typing away. Just just, just hammering out the TPS reports. 
he's a machine. He's a TPS report machine. He lifts the leg. He's typing the TPS reports like that. He's typing. He can do it one-handed. He can do it. Like, this guy's cranking out the TPS reports. Avatar's a beast. Just like Debo was a beast at wide receiver. Through more than half the season. Through more than half the season. Number one in yards per catch on the year, even after he went to wide back. He finished number one on the year. Debo Samuel finished number one. People say he's not a pure wide receiver. He finished number one. Casino host. Okay, here, let's go back to that. Screw the TPS reports. Or maybe we, we, okay. So he's a casino host. Dude is hosting like a boss. Through, I don't know, the first couple seasons of the year. He's, he's, he's leading all the other hosts. Just, just balling it out. Reviews are insane. Everybody loves him. Everybody's requesting him. They say Avatar's the man. Avatar's the man. Because he's a casino host. Let's put that up on screen. Then, let's say the the higher-ups come to to Avatar and say, Bro, we need you to come over here and project manage the entire blackjack room of tape. You know, just two, three rooms of tables. We need you to, to, to manage and kind of oversee everything. While you're doing your host job, while you're a casino host, Avatar goes over and kills it. He's the best blackjack manager uh, uh, that you can find. Just absolutely cleans it up. They're running smooth. Everybody loves him. But he can only do the casino hosting half time because he's over there crushing it. And then end of year comes and people say, yeah, he's not really a pure casino host. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's busy. He's busy crushing what you asked him to do. Let me say something. If you can take someone out of their natural habitat and position, NFL or casino host, plug them into a new role that is not their own. They weren't groomed for it. They're not doing it full time. You sit them in that position and they crush it over there. What does that tell you? As a scout, as an eye for talent, I'll tell you what it is. It means that he probably is so well-versed in everything that he does know, he can be the number one at it because he went over to something he isn't even used to and he crushed it. Debo went to a wideback role, played running back and killed it. And you have the audacity, you Debo doubter out there, to actually say he's going to struggle at the position he's actually trained for. Insane. Unbelievable. Trey Lance is going to take Debo Samuel to the moon. Trey Lance is going to take himself to the moon. In fact, he's on the moon. Trey Lance was born on the moon. His mother had him on the moon. He's already there. And anybody that doesn't want to get on board is a hater. Because honestly, and this is where we bring the psychology to the show. Your boy Smitty, you know, I have a psych degree. I can dabble. I can dabble in the the psych affairs. We're going to dabble here. We're going to dabble. One reason that you hear negativity on Trey right now. What's up, Robert? Appreciate you being here. One reason you hear negativity on Trey right now. Thank you, Avatar, for that. Appreciate that. It's called it's called many things in psychology. One particular thing you can tie it to is something called sunk cost fallacy. And in psychology, sunk cost fallacy is when you throw more good at bad instead of backing away and saying, let's let's pull the plug. And what I mean by that is somebody coming in saying Trey Lance is going to bust. Trey Lance isn't going to be a good player. 
Trey Lance this, Trey Lance that, neg negative, 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 negativity over and over and over. Once they start seeing Trey Lance drop back, throw massive deep balls, deep passes to Debo, look phenomenal. People start hyping him up like they are right now. James Jones, so critical of the 49ers. James Jones is always critical of the 49ers. Former Green Bay Packer wide receiver, always critical. Said Trey Lance is going to be a superstar. Said that, I believe, yesterday. He said he's not, not going to be good. He's going to be a superstar. <sighs> Trey equals turnovers. Roger. I appreciate you being here. Bro fist, bro. Trey Lance had 40 plus touchdowns in college, bro. 42, I believe. 42 touchdowns. Zero turnovers. Bro, he didn't throw an interception in college. And don't give me that he played for a small school. You know how hard it is, no matter where you play, to play at the highest level, at whatever level you're at, and to literally throw, or to, to score. He threw for 28, ran for 14, I believe. 42, 42 total touchdowns. 42 total touchdowns, bro. 42, zero INTs. Zero. He didn't have an interception. He literally scored 40. Two touchdowns did not have an interception. This man is the definition of safety with the football. He'll tuck and run, but more importantly, and Eric Davis and I both agree on this too, when he tucks and runs, he's looking to throw the football while he's running. There are a lot of quarterbacks that can't chew gum and walk at the same time, and Trey Lance will tuck the football, run, pull defenses out of their positions, and literally stop and drill a 60-yard bomb downfield to a crossing Debo or redirecting Ayuk or a Danny Gray slipping through all the, the space that he's going to slip through on the, on, the, on the regular. What's up, Kyle? This guy is going to absolutely pick apart defenses, dissect them, and guess what? Patrick Mahomes couldn't read a defense his entire sophomore season. He said he couldn't read defenses till his third year, which was his second big year. His breakout year as a sophomore, he couldn't read a defense. Trey Lance, you could say, is further or equal along in the process as Mahomes was. Trey Lance is smart. He's smart. He's like a sponge. He absorbs. He he has the leadership qualities that you want in a young kid. Texting rookies, saying welcome to... He took on that role of, I'm the leader of this team right away. And the way he took that benching all year long last year and, and, and took it like a professional, this kid's ready to lead. He's ready to lead. He is... Uh, uh, he, this kid is ready to become, in my opinion, in this offensive situation, a top five to seven fantasy football quarterback in year one as a sophomore, running for seven, eight, nine touchdowns, running for 500, 600, 700 yards, anywhere in that 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 range of, of, of stats. I don't know how many yards he's going to throw. He'll throw 3,800, 4,000, who knows, 4,200. I wouldn't put it past 4,200 yards, 4,000 plus. Let's call it 4,000 plus to, 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 to call it, say, 4,000 plus. 34, 35 total touchdowns. It's going to be a year. It's going to be a year. Trey Lance is going to ball. He's in an amazing situation. And I, I, I highly recommend 
you draft him in at least one league if you do multiple leagues as your main starter and back him up properly and appropriately in case he gets hurt or doesn't work out or Kyle Shanahan does something wrong. Look, bold calls are bold calls. I'll tell you right now, there's always you always need to have a backup plan because if he got hurt or Shanny got crazy and put in Jimmy because he did get hurt for like four games, Jimmy came in, they started winning, and, and the team carried Jimmy again to wins. Who knows what Shanahan could do? There's that risk. It's potentially there. But in one league on this guy, you're going to want to have one share of Trey Lance in your lineup, not on a bench, in your lineup, build around it, be safe with it, back him up, but you want at least one share of a starting Trey Lance or you're going to you're going to wish you did. I promise you that. Well, Nothing's guaranteed, but I promise you that the, the odds are extremely high. Okay, but he couldn't beat out Jimmy G. That bothers me. See, this is a... Look, Roger, again, I'm not mad at you. I'm not going at you. But this is another thing that just makes me mad. It just, like, makes me... Not not angry. makes me, like, mad in the head. And it, it almost makes me push the ramp button. Roger, I'm not going to do it because the whole, the whole compound here is sleeping. But, Roger, what on earth... What on earth? Who's filling your head with this? Because I feel like it's not your fault. You've heard it before. So it's like it's easy to repeat. But who, who, what, on, what on earth makes anybody think this is an accurate statement at all, though, Roger? He couldn't beat out. Who said he couldn't beat out Jimmy G? Who said he couldn't beat out Jimmy G? He did beat out Jimmy G. And then he hurt his finger. There's a lot of buzz and talk about how the team, Shanahan, had decided to play Trey Lance. He beat out Jimmy G pretty much in every way heading into the season hurt his finger and then they started Jimmy G and they never took him out but I mean who who says he he couldn't beat out Jimmy G because Shanahan's love affair with Jimmy G staying in his lineup controlling Jimmy G that has nothing nothing to do with Trey Lance beating him out or not beating him out didn't get the notification I got to turn on my Dynasty Channel notifications. Yes, sir, Vamp. Yes, sir, Vamp. You never know when I'm when I'm dropping uh, a live stream, bro. Robert in the house. He's he's my most owned player. It's scary, but I'm taking a chance, Roger. It had nothing to do with his ability to beat out Jimmy G. Rather learn um, the offense, bro. So that's another great point that that Robert is saying. There's two two points here to hammer home. Number one, the plan all along was to have him sit. That was what they wanted. But he looked so good, they actually decided they were going to start him. Then he hurt his finger. They put Jimmy G in. And then they decided, we're going to take the distance. Then Shanahan decided he wanted to maybe get some trade value out of Jimmy. So if they kept starting him and they were winning, why why make any kind of change at all? But, Roger, it has nothing like this. This drives me nuts when people say this. I, I part, part of me thinks you're, you're just rant, you're just baiting me, but because you, because I say this a lot, but it's, it drives me nuts that people actually believe this right here. And I'm not blaming you, Roger. You're hearing it from a lot of people you probably trust and listen to, and they say this, but it's garbage. It's, it's a garbage take, bro. It's garbage because it has nothing to do. Lance could have done anything, he could have done. He could have done more than he did and still not have got the job. The way that it played out. Getting hurt, he could have never taken it back because because Shanahan commit was committed, pot committed. And then he wanted the trade value. Then he wanted to play it out. He wanted to just, okay, let me start this clock. will start. I didn't really like this explanation one time when Raj 
uh, said it, but it was it's true, and I and I I I, I give him the, the he the he, he I give him the road on this one now. I, I believe he was he was accurate. I believe what Raj said earlier in the year that Shanahan didn't want to flip the switch because then the 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 timer starts for him because he's completely tied to Trey Lance. And and my thinking was, and my thinking is logical, but it's not what Shanahan was thinking. What Shanahan does and thinks is very different. I I saw someone say Shanahan's a genius. I think it was ruthless. He is a genius in terms of being an OC. He's an awful head coach. Uh, Not awful. He's making a lot of horrible mistakes over and over and over relating to the quarterback position, specifically personnel decisions. But he's such a good offensive coordinator, ruthless that it kind of makes up for some of that. And when he's on the money and doing good things, everybody will say, see, he is a good head coach, but those things are offensive coordinator related. He's a great offensive coordinator. You can't demote him. You can only try and hope he builds and learns and you attach him to Trey and the two of them grow together. And Shanahan turns into a really good head coach paralleled by being an amazing genius of an offensive coordinator. He is a genius offensive coordinator. His scheme is phenomenal. He can win games, but he's not a good head coach yet. He's making botched decision after botched decision. Tom Brady, only marginally better than Jimmy G. Go away, Tom. We're going to keep Jimmy G. Horrible decision. Passing on Deshaun Watson, you could say that was a good decision in the end. Talent-wise, awful decision. Thinking Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the NFL, trying to... uh, Mold everything after him. Horrible. Horrible way to look at things. Kirk Cousins is not special. <clears throat> Hanging on to this idea that Jimmy G is even a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He's not. He's a turnover machine. He is uh, can't throw the football down the field. Limits the offense much like Tua could potentially limit this Miami Dolphins offense. And it's just the way it is. Like, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. It doesn't mean that pre-ACL he didn't change the culture. Like, that's what everybody goes to. But Jimmy changed the culture. Who? Yeah, like, great. Like, I appreciate that. But who cares right now about that when you're making your quarterback decision? What, what good's that? Oh, he, he, oh, he's a nice guy. He wrote, he wrote a nice memoir. You know, he did a whole Jerry Maguire, you know, write-up and changed the culture in the locker room back in 2018. Like, who? We're, we're in 2022. 2022. I didn't say Cousins was bad. How am I wrong on that? Cousins is not an amazing quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's not. He's not amazing. Tua, Tua is going to be limiting. Cousins is better than Tua. I'm not sure what I said, Kyle. That makes you think that I I, I misrepresented Cousins. Cousins is not the best quarterback in the world. He's not the person you want to mirror everything off of. Jimmy G injured before he got off the team bus. Yeah. I don't know. I do argue with a lot of people on this topic. It's inevitable because whenever you talk about like Trey Lance being a top five to seven quarterback before it's happened, you're going to have uncomfortable feelings. People are going to be uncomfortable. People will disagree. People will want to see it happen before, um, before they can commit to it. Right. That's fine. I mean that that's different than me. I'm not that's not what I do. What I do is I try and look ahead, come back and tell you, hey, ahead of the curve. I think once we hit this curve, Trey Lance is gonna be standing on a on a on a on a a, a pedestal. And you're like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, when you turn this corner, I, I'm 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 ahead of the curve. I went up and looked. I came back. I'm telling you. 
It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. What is my prediction for the Cardinals record this year? You want to see how objective I am? I'm not a Niner fan. I'm a Cardinal fan. I'd be I'd be shocked if we won 10 games. Our schedule, the Cardinals schedule, is by far and away the toughest schedule in the entire NFL. We have one winnable game. Now, maybe we get lucky, some injuries. I don't want to say injuries are lucky. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But maybe we play some teams that are beat up and they're not ready for us in the final stretch of the season. But our last, like, eight games, there's, like, one winnable game. It's absolutely atrocious. It's horrible. It's the worst schedule. The worst last eight games by far of any team in the NFL and it's not even close and if you say there's a, a team out there that has a tougher last final eight games you are absolutely out of your mind it's the worst schedule in, in the entire league Hertz is a top five of seven QB with 61% completion percentage with one serviceable wide receiver Hertz is going to be a baller I love I love that people think Hertz is trash I love it I love it this is another casual statement this is another casual perspective Trey Lance is going to ball. Hertz is going to ball. They're both going to be very, very good quarterbacks in 2022. Hertz got no respect from what he did last year with all the mess going on there. Sirianni's not a great coach. Uh, Doug Peterson benched Hertz after he played two 300-yard, really impressive rookie outings. In his third outing, I believe it was, he benched him at halftime and didn't even give this guy an opportunity. Benching the future of this team Anybody that was here, uh, what's up, Daniel? Anybody that was starting Hurts or owned him or remembers at least those two first starts he had. His first start, it was like 300 and like four TDs or something like that, if I remember correctly. I don't know if anybody knows uh, or wants to look it up, but it's too late for me to look it up. But I'm pretty sure it was like 340 or 350 through the air and like four TDs, total TDs during his first start. And I believe it was another 300-yard game and another, like, three TDs or something, his second game. And after that second game, and I remember, because I went live, everybody was saying, holy smokes, this guy's a top-five dynasty quarterback. He climbed into everybody's top-five dynasty quarterbacks immediately after those two games. Everyone was so hyped up on Hurts. Then he had the one bad half, which wasn't even that bad. Uh, Tommy Daniel Jones over Hurts. Daniel Jones of Hurts. Tommy, welcome. I don't know if I don't recognize you. I don't know if you're new. But this is the Dynasty channel. You need to make sure you're subscribed on the main channel too. Laps are okay. They're, it's healthy to run a lap. Don't take offense by it, but come on, Daniel Jones over Hurts. Not even close. Hurts is gonna be balling, bro. And I don't you're watching a fantasy show, so I don't know if you're like just speaking NFL wise. And even if you are, you're still wrong. But <laughs> but I appreciate you. It's an opinion. You have an opinion, I have an opinion. No one's truly right yet. <laughs> but Hertz is going to drop loads all over the field, Tommy. And Danny Dimes isn't going to be able to do that. He doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't have the offense to do that. He doesn't have the offensive line to do that. He's got the coach to do it, but the coach doesn't have the right quarterback. And he'll eventually re replace Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes isn't going to be starting for the Giants in two years from, from today. Hertz is going to ball, bro. Hertz is going to drop fire on the NFL. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders. Well, read the room, Tommy. 
because your LOL is all by itself, echoing in an echo chamber in here. The rest of the chat, read the room. Hertz is going to ball. Hertz is going to finish top five. Loading. Hertz, Lamar Jackson this year. Like everyone's talk. Tommy, read the room. Can't You can't drop an LOL as if everybody around you is laughing with you. Right, guys? Right? Right? <laughs> when you're the only one saying Danny Dimes over Jalen Hurts, bro. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Again, I'm not trying to drive you away. I think you're brand new, so I want you to stay. But Danny Dimes, bro? <laughs> Danny Dimes is going to... He's not even a top 22 quarterback. Top. He's not even a top 25 quarterback. Danny Dimes is not a top 25 quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a top 5 to 10 quarterback. So, like, not only are we not on the same page, bro. You're way over there. I'm way over here. You're laughing at me. I'm laughing at you. We aren't even... We don't even know what the other one is thinking, bro. We don't know each other, Tommy. I thought I knew you, Tommy. I don't know you at all. Danny Dimes. Oh, man. <laughs> Would I rather have Danny Dimes or Jimmy G? I don't know, bro. I don't want either one of them. I quit. I resign. If I'm the coach and I've got Danny Dimes or Jimmy G, I quit. I resign. I'm going to go to the broadcast booth. Booth. Where's Amazon? Amazon, call me up. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm retiring. <laughs> uh, Danny Limes. <laughs> Derek, Carr, Derek Carr's got situation, bro. Definitely. I'm okay with that. Hurts to the moon. Absolutely. Hurts is gonna ball. He's gonna he's gonna ball. It's gonna oh be a beautiful season for, for Jalen. He's got all the weapons. Dude can run. Dude, dude Jalen Hurts could run for eight hundred yards and ten rushing touchdowns. Uh Tommy, Jalen Hurts could have more on the ground than Danny Dimes might have in half a season through the air. <laughs> it's gonna Jalen Hurts could run. What if he runs for uh, what if he runs for, uh, I don't know, he could be the first 1,000-yard rushing quarterback in, what, 4,000 yards passing? Oh, man. Will Smiler Blurry make the the Pro Bowl? I don't know. Ky- like, see, that's the thing, Tommy. I think you're trying to trip me up because I said I was a Cardinal fan. I think you want to trap me in some box with Kyler. Maybe, or you might just be totally asking that question, but it feels a little fishy. Uh, bro, I'm not going to, I'm objective. I'm an objective human being. Kyler Murray's on the fence for me because he's created a big mess for himself. But he's starting to clean it up a little bit. He did get Hollywood Brown. Had the Cardinals not traded for Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray was in a world of hurt because he created this this dark cloud over the team, over himself, over his situation. Um, I think things are, he's probably going to get a contract extension now. The, 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 the Cardinals flipped around. They, they flipped their, their whole perspective. It was going to be, we're waiting until next offseason. We're going to pick up his option to even rub it in. Um, you know, GM, coach, both getting extensions. Not Kyler, but now they're talking about, yeah, we're going to make Kyler probably the highest paid player in Cardinal history. And Kyler's putting his head down. He's coming in. So Ky- Kyler's turning it around, but I'm still very worried uh, because Hopkins is out for six games, but he does get this kid over Hollywood Brown that they've got you know previous rapport with, and Hollywood Brown's looking like he could still be you know he could he could be a top twelve, top fifteen wide receiver on this Cardinal offense through week six, 
What happens when Hopkins comes back is your your guess is as good as mine. But through six games, I wouldn't be shocked if Hollywood Brown was in the top five in the NFL in receptions because not in all stats or fantasy football wide receiver scoring, but in receptions because he, he Kyler Murray might just feed him. You know, this is his boy. So he could be like in the top, at least top five to ten in, in receptions through through the first six games with, with Hopkins being out. Um, Hopkins is the best receiver in the league, hands down. See, I, th- I don't think you're playing fantasy, bro. I think, because you, you're on a fantasy show, which I don't mind. I do NFL news. I, I pride myself, Tommy, in being a place where you don't have to be in a fantasy football to come to my channel, especially the main channel. Dynasty is a little different because we're, we're like right now you probably feel like we're talking only fantasy, but you, you get on over to the main channel and it's NFL news during the 7 p.m. Eastern show every Monday through Friday. I'm breaking it down like it's like ESPN on steroids is how we roll during the, the day show. T- Tommy, are you a subscriber to the main channel or just here? But... Um, yeah, I don't know if this is a troll comment. It could be Tommy's just trolling me, but um, he's not the best. E- even if you just look at, you know, production, not just fantasy or just, you know, he's one of the harder receivers to cover. He's always double teamed for a reason. But, uh, yeah, he's not close to the best wide receiver in the league. But I still appreciate you, Tommy. But I don't recognize you. Did you just randomly find the, the Dynasty channel live? I'm, I'm just wondering if you if you followed from the other channel. I quit fantasy years ago. Retired champion like Rocky. Okay. <laughs> Things have changed since you left, though, Tommy. <laughs> Things have changed, bro. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you haven't been around for a while. But we're happy you're here. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here. But I do want to know if you're you're on the other channel. If not, subscribe. Uh, I'll put the link in, in here. Undefeated. <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash the fantasy football show uh is the main channel so tommy subscribe to that real quick and be ready for tomorrow's show because we're live at 7 p.m eastern and you can watch the replay (laughs) um mashed potato tommy i would if i had my board hooked up to all that but this dynasty channel doesn't yet (laughs) danny dimes now hopkins I, i like tommy I like Tommy's weird sense of what reality looks like. It makes me have hope that any of us can see things from in a in a different light. <laughs> Danny Dimes to Danny Dimes to Hopkins. Boom. I like Hopkins more than a lot of people do. I think he still could have a year left, maybe one year left, and then he's gonna fall off the face of the earth. Tommy Tommy earmuffs. Tommy, put your earmuffs on. In about a year, he's if he doesn't already because of this whole six games just messes with him and he gets hurt again and then you never really ever see him come back he has a he has one good year left before we start panicking a little bit tommy you can take your earmuffs off now um vamp in the house fantasy dog in the house uh roger in the house carrick in the house robert holland in the house uh linden is in the house ruthless in the house i don't i don't know if he's a troll Double A, appreciate you, Double A. Raul, Kyle, we're loaded here. Uh, That's a good, I don't know if you debate in JJ versus uh, Jamar as the number one wide receiver in the NFL. 
I think JJ probably has it from the skill set perspective. Um, someone's a casino host in here. Yeah. Um. Uh, who's the casino host again? I'm already blanking. Who's the casino host? Or oh, Avatar. Avatar is a casino host. Um. So here's the thing, Robert. Jamar Chase is the guy I'd probably draft right now at the one for wide receivers in 2022 because he's got Burrow. I love Justin Jefferson, but Cousins doesn't quite match up with Burrow and the ability that Burrow has to deliver the football and touchdown volume to Chase. Chase could have 15, 17, 18 touchdowns. I'm not saying he'll have 18. I'm saying he could. He has the potential. Jefferson's got to make his own way a little bit more. I think he can. He's ultra talented, but I venture to say Jamar Chase beats out JJ by quite a bit in the touchdown department, but maybe not in the yardage, and then that's where they kind of catch up and become close, but give me give me Chase, man. Burrow, Burrow's the key, Robert. Burrow's the key. It just makes me feel real comfortable with Jamar Chase and his value. I just can't, I can't see, I can't see ranking, you know, like even a redraft, I could maybe put Cup ahead of Jefferson, but I love Justin Jefferson. I just wish he had Burrow. I wish Justin Jefferson got traded to the Chargers and had Herbert. It's unfair, you know, and it's, it's it, it makes me, it makes me sad because if JJ was on the Bengals, he would be above Chase by even a, I don't want to say a ton, but quite a bit. Like you put Chase in the Vikings uniform, you put Jefferson in the, in the, in the Bengal uniform. I don't know that you're going to get what Justin Jefferson's doing out of Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is now DK Metcalf. And you're, you know, you're, you're thinking of him as like a, you know, a, a seven to 12 wide receiver in fantasy football and in the NFL, whereas right now Chase is one, but Jefferson is number two in Minnesota. He'd be number one by a mile in Cincinnati. So Robert, what's that tell you? That tells you that I think JJ is the number one wide receiver skill set wise by a, a wide margin. Number one wide receiver in the NFL without question. I mean, Cup, Cup, Dynasty, Cup and him are equal skill set wise redraft. But who do I draft number one for wide receivers? Dynasty, go for Jamar Chase. He's got situation. Situation's king. He is good enough talent wise. He's he's a top five wide receiver potential talent, but he does need that quarterback that he has to be number one. Jefferson can get to two even without the quarterback. And I'm not saying Cousins sucks, but Cousins is no Joe Burrow. Cousins is nowhere near Joe Burrow. And T. Higgins could be a wide receiver one on most teams. That's correct, Roger. That's, a, that's an accurate statement. It makes it really hard to rank T. Higgins because you like you have that whole like, ah, I don't want to have the second best wide receiver as my number one wide receiver on my fantasy team, so it's hard to get past it. You know, when you're trying to objectively rank Higgins, you know, you're like Higgins is capable of being a fantasy football low end wide receiver one, but I can't shake that he's going too high. But is he going too high? 
I'm realistic in saying I might be wrong when I hesitate on it because, I mean, Burrow's going to ball. Burrow's going to throw. He could, Higgins could have 1,210 really easily. And so it's like, is it really a reach? Is he, is, is Higgins one of those wide receivers that when you look at a championship roster that ends up winning the whole thing and you're like, okay, they got JT, they got Javante because someone let him sleep and he got both of them. And, and then he's got, you know, let's just say he has Burrow. Burrow. And then he's got DJ Moore, Higgins, and like uh, a wide receiver like St. Brown. And then a tight end like, you know, uh, Schultz or something. Like that could be like the winning team in a, in, a, in a league in 2022. And it's like Higgins is that good. Like Higgins is like the non-sexy version of a, of a really decent wide receiver, or low end to decent wide receiver one. It's crazy. And it, imagine if Chase went down for a string of games like Higgins to the moon. So I'm not, I don't hate Higgins. I just, I think people are drafting him a little bit too early, but I don't hate him. Tommy wants to know cup repeat 2022. Um, he could not the triple crown, but he could have a really darn good year. He could easily be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Sure. And in the NFL, uh, where's that one question I kept seeing and I, I kept, I didn't try to ignore it. I just, I couldn't grab it on in enough time. Here it is by Vamp. I'm sorry, Vamp. I saw this like a couple times and, and then I ended up not grabbing it. Lamar or Hertz is here, Smitty. You got you got to draft Lamar, but I I wouldn't be shocked at all if they were like dead even. Honestly, honestly, man. Fantasy Dog says Vamp, you okay? Just checking. What's wrong with Vamp? Is Vamp okay? Any wide receiver duo better than Jamar Chase and T. Higgins? Let me see. Let me just give give a, a peek at the standings here and just try and like map this out. I mean, Hill and Hill and Waddle are are close, but will they produce because of Tua? So it depends how you're asking that question. Hill and Waddle are right there talent-wise for sure. Maybe maybe even maybe even if Hill can stay healthy, maybe even better. But but will Tua bring it out of them? Will he be able to bring the most out of both of them? Probably not. So Chase and Higgins will outscore Tua or uh, Tua's boys, Hill and Waddle. So from a perspective of talent, I think Waddle and Hill might be. From a perspective of fantasy football output, I don't think I don't think Tua can feed him enough. So I'm going to go ahead and still lean in the direction of Higgins and Jamar Chase. Um, Renfro and Adams, no. Lamb and Cooper were were not going to beat him, but they, you know, Cooper's gone now. But that was, you know, something. I mean, A.J. Brown and Deontay, Deontay Smith or Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is is still developing, and I think people will be shocked at how well he still develops. I, I think people are writing him off, but they're not they're not going to beat him. Um, Thielen and and Jefferson are really good, but they're not going to knock them off. Um, Godwin and Evans were not going to beat him out, but with Godwin torn ACL, that's that's not even close now, obviously, because I, I like uh, you know I like um, Gage, but 
they're not gonna they're not gonna knock him off. Lave and Mike Thomas. We don't even know if Mike Thomas is even gonna play. Uh, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson is pretty darn good, but I don't know that it's going to beat that out. Ayuk and Debo is pretty darn good, but that's not going to win. No, yeah, Chase and Higgins are the number one duo wide receiver, not only production, but also probably, you know, right there with 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 Hill and Waddle in terms of talent. But Hill and Waddle might get the edge in talent, but Debo and Ayuk could definitely be, you know, up, up in the top like five or top four of wide receiver duos when we're comparing like that. To a turn of Aloha. I like that, Tommy. To a turn of Aloha. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, man, we've been live for, for an hour on the Dynasty channel. Hey, Tommy, have you subscribed to the other channel yet? I, I put it in the in the chat here, broski. Make sure you're you're good to go and ready for tomorrow's show, 7 p.m. Eastern. Rewatch the replay. Gary says, dude, live at 4 a.m. Atta boy. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm waiting for Tommy's answer. I don't understand why Lamar is being drafted like three or four rounds higher than Hurts. Lamar's list. Lamar list Hollywood Hurts gained a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, uh, lost Hurts. Lamar is what you're trying to say. Lamar lost Hurts. I was like, list? What? Lamar lost Hollywood. Hurts gained top 10 wide receiver. I agree, Roger. Roger, it makes no sense to draft Lamar that high when you can draft Hurts later. I love it. Thank you, Tommy. I think you're going to love the show, Tommy. Love Dynasty content. Thank you, Daniel. It loves you back. It loves you back, bro. Is this Tua's last chance on Miami? I believe so. I think the starting quarterback in Miami in 2023 is not currently on the Miami Dolphin roster. Moore and Wilson in the future, maybe. Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. I was trying to figure out what, what you're talking about. You're talking about that wide receiver question earlier. Okay. So I was like, Warren Wilson, what's he talking about? More, oh, yeah, the wide receiver question. Um, I don't know about being the top one, Lyndon, but I, I think they're definitely going to be good, like really good. Like that's a great wide receiver duo, but I don't know if they're going to ever beat out Higgins and Chase, but you never know. I mean, maybe Garrett Wilson will be that good. If he is, then yeah, you could be right. Waddle will start at least half, have a better efficiency this year, so I think he can have a better season than his rookie year. I think that's probably true and again I kind of have this weird feeling about Tyreek Hill getting hurt um hamstring injuries things like that because this guy's been going at it 100 miles per hour for a while now and I just I'm just fearful for some weird reason you can call it majority gut instinct you can even make make fun of it and say Smitty's being ridiculous and reckless by talking about this with Hill you know but moving teams learning a new playbook um potentially being frustrated not getting the football the way that he wants Talking up to a turn of Iloa uh, as if he's some kind of like you know magician with the football just makes me question what's going on in this this guy Tyreek Hill's head, who's 28 years old, um, which is not an old man at all. Wide receivers can be really good at about 30 and 31 still, and some some go well above that, but the average age is about 30 to 31 where you start really seeing a drop off depending on the usage and the, and the beating that they've taken. Now, Tyreek Hill runs a lot. He's going to run more than ever in this Mike McDaniel system. 
and you put a guy like Tyreek Hill who's firing off that hamstring like D. Jackson was, and you think D. Jackson and how 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 fast he was and how he was always the fastest guy in the field, and then boom, he'd have some kind of hamstring injury. And and these guys they age differently because they're literally just their 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 bodies working differently than the average wide receiver. The the speed and the the strain that it, it puts on those hamstrings and stuff. So moving teams, learning a new playbook, being asked to run more than ever because he's probably going to play some form of the wide back role. Him and Waddle both, I imagine. I kind of envision them both playing wide back, wide back like Debo because Mike McDaniel, the architect of Debo's role last year, is now moved over the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, if you didn't know. So he's going to be running the wide back with Debo or with uh, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. And part of me just wonders if... Tyreek Hill, who's played one, two, three, four, five, six seasons, which isn't crazy. Like, you know, he could play 10, 11. It's, I mean, it's possible. But this is a guy that uh, his touchdowns, he's had two seasons out of his entire career where he had more than nine touchdowns. He had a six, a seven, a 12, a seven, a 15, and a nine. And he's had one season ever where he had more than 1,200 yards. And he's had never had a season over 87 receptions. Or, I'm sorry, besides last year, 111. So, 87, 58, 87, 75, 61, and then last year, 111. I'm kind of thinking that how can he even replicate... And he missed uh, two games in 20... Or he missed one game in 2020, right? And then missed... Four games in 2019. Missed one game in 2017. He's missed some games, but you can't really call him a guy that misses games every year. But he's definitely, you know, missed time. He's at the collarbone. He rushed back from the collarbone. Um, Just feels like a a potential injury waiting to happen in terms of, like, dynasty. You know, I'm just not excited about for three years for him. Maybe one year, and then I start panicking a little bit. But this is a guy that... uh, if we take last year out of the equation, extra game two, we look at what he did in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, 87, 12, 76, and then the 15 TDs, which was great, but then seven the year prior. I don't know how he, he duplicates even the yardage in a Tua Turnavaloa system in Miami. So like 87 receptions for 1276, what he did in 2020 with Patrick Mahomes. I don't see how he can do a ton better than that in the yardage and reception department. But maybe he has 95 receptions and 1,200 yards. I don't know. Maybe McDaniel McDaniel's a good coach. I think he, uh, We don't know if he's a good coach. He's a good system guy, good good mind. We'll find out if the coaching is going to play out um, properly. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just losing Mahomes is such a big loss for, for Tyreek Hill. He's insane for thinking this is an upgrade or a better situation for him. And people could say he wanted money. It was about money. He was getting offered the bag from KC. So I don't know that it was about money. I think it was about he wanted to play. He saw he wanted to move around like everybody else in, in this fresh start. Go go to Miami. It looked exciting and fun. And he has no clue. These players don't really have a clue what the NFL player, other NFL players look like and how good they are. I had uh, physical therapy on my knee 
when I tore my ACL back in the day, and I had I had uh, I had PT in a sports facility because I was you know big into sports back then when I tore my ACL, and I had I had rehab with a bunch of defensive backs in the NFL, and I talked to these guys you know while we're rehabbing side by side, and I, I'd ask them I'd say like who's the best you know wide receiver you faced, who's the best running back you know they knew I was into fantasy. And, and I'd ask him, and I was shocked at the answers that these defensive backs gave. They have no clue what's going on outside of their team to, to a certain degree. They're, they're laser focused on what they're doing. They're in, just like when you're inside something and you can't see around you like an actor in a movie role. People think that the actors see things like we do. They're handed a script. They go into a compartmentalized situation. They read the script. They don't even know what scene it's for sometimes. They, they look at the scene. They know what's going on. They don't even understand what the scene's going to look like. They have no idea what the movie's going to look like. They have no idea that the movie's going to flop. They can't see outside of the small little place that they're at because they're so focused and so inside the middle of it. And, and so it's not surprising that Tyreek Hill has no clue that Tua, when he's going over there, is not even close to Patrick Mahomes. But the fact that he's now played with him, caught footballs from him, and still saying that he's better than Patrick Mahomes in even one category of stat is craziness. Head-scratching craziness, absolute lies, cap all the way, 100% cap. And now I don't I don't believe a word coming out of Tyreek Hill's mouth until further notice. He says he's not hurt when he looks banged up. I don't believe him. I'm going to play Sunday. I, I want to see the injury report. I don't believe him. I don't believe anything coming out of Tyreek Hill's mouth any longer when he says something as dumb as, Patrick Mahomes is not as accurate of quarterback as Tua Turnavaloa as uh, Tommy said. And and on top of that, okay, let's just say, you know, and you can look at the percentage last year and be like, oh, well, he, he did throw more accurate. I'm talking about a much different amount of passes thrown by Mahomes, number one. Number two, I don't care about a percentage. I care about what I see with my eyes. And this guy, Tua, can't hold a candle to even one category of stat to Patrick Mahomes. Can't even hold a candle. Not that he can compete or be even or close. He can't hold a candle to Patrick Mahomes on any any level. And so it, if he said he's more accurate, whatever. Maybe Hill's off base when he says that. But when he was asked the follow-up question, what would you rather have? The accuracy that you say Tua has over Mahomes or Mahomes' arm strength and ability. And he's like, accuracy. Give me two. And I know he's kind of got to say that, but I don't know. <laughs> I think he's going to be really disappointed walking into 2022. <laughs> uh, Chase Edmonds reportedly, oh, probably only Dolphin I'll draft, says Andrew. I'm not going near Chase Edmonds either. I, I just don't, I don't trust... I, I trust Waddle, and that's about it. And I trust Hill at the right spot because he's a big name. And you can even trade him if you if you draft him and you're, you're a little you know, panicked about it. Andy Reid as head coach and Mahomes, I have questions. When you leave an organization that has Andy Reid as head coach and Mahomes, you, you yeah, I'm definitely uh, with you on that one, bro. Fantasy Dog says, I could easily see Mahomes throwing 15 INTs. I, you know, sure. It's going to be a mess there for a little while, bro. Casey shouldn't have catered to, to Tyreek Hill. 
These players have no leverage right now, and yet the NFL is acting like they do. Waddle, a better prospect than Hill. People can't deny it, but it's people can't can deny it, but it's a fact. I'm with you, Robert. I'd rather have Waddle in round four, sometimes round five, bro. Uh, but round late round four than have Tyree Kill in round two. You know, I'd much rather go a different route and take Waddle. Like if I had Tyree, if I was on the clock and somebody was going to draft Tyree Kill, and they're like, "Hey, trade the Tyree Kill pick to me. Let me draft Tyree Kill. I'll give you my fourth rounder." If you could give me Waddle for sure and a fifth round pick, I might take a fourth and a fifth for that that pick where I'm forced to take Hill and draft Burrow in round five and Waddle. Like like Robert, would you take Burrow? I know the answer to this, but would you take Burrow? And Waddle for, and it, let's just say redraft in, with this question, because we know Dynasty would, but one QB redraft. Would you take, before you've even, like this is during the draft, so you clearly, you know, are going to use Burrow as your starter and everything. Would you take Burrow and Waddle, fourth and fifth round write-ins, over Tyreek Hill, second round pick? Of course you would, right? I mean... The third and fourth round and even fifth round in some cases is money in 2022. Even in dynasty startups, this is the year to trade into the second, third, and fourth rounder and get out of round one, especially if you own that like one pick. I don't know that I want JT in a dynasty. I'm not all about the running back. I'd rather have Jamar Chase. I'd rather trade down and get Jamar Chase or Jefferson with the two pick or trade out entirely and get a second and a fourth rounder. Get a second and a third rounder if you can pull it off. But if you can't, a second and a fourth rounder. Get get Kenneth Walker. Uh, get a, get another player in round two. I'm all about trading down in 2022 if you can do it smartly. A lot of trading videos to come. I'm going to do some dynasty trading videos. How to trade down in draft order in dynasty. And of course on the main channel on the Fantasy Football Show. Uh, just look you know look me up. or I'll put, I'll put the link one more time. If anybody's watching this. And I'll put the link in the description. But if anybody's watching this for the first time and they don't know about the main channel, uh, here is the channel. We're going to do some draft pick trading videos here. YouTube.com slash the fantasy football show. <clears throat> so subscribe to that channel if you're new. I appreciate all of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to head out. Peace out. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being a loyal member of the community, and I'm glad we're able to drop a uh, an hour and 10-minute show. I normally do quick shows, but an hour and 10-minute video on Trey Lance and a whole bunch of other stuff. Appreciate every one of you. Um, subscribe if you're new. Hit the like button on your way out the door. I will see you all tomorrow at the 7 p.m. show.